הרי למי כאשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבביך נור כל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש משבחת המה ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן וגומק החוכמה רבנו נחמן מפגה נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זוכרתם תגן עלינו בכל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם today we're gonna do תורה 135 very special תורה which starts with the verse in תהילים from chapter 75 כי אקח מועד אני משערים לשפוט When I seize the appointed time, when I take the moed, the appointed time, I'll judge with meshari'im. Um, I'll judge with straightness, with equity. Okay. Bezrat Hashem, Tzibu Rabbanu Hasaseh. Segula le'inatzen mi'gadlut. Rabbanu is going to give us something propitious to save us from pride. לכבד את הימים טובים ולקבל יום טוב בשמחה ובחרבת הלב כפי יכלתו. רבנו tells us something which enables us to save us from pride is to honor the ימים טובים, the holy festivals, and to receive the day of the festivals, the holidays, with great שמחה, with an expanded heart according to what a person can do, according to the best of his ability. So now Rabbanu is going to explain why accepting Yamim Tovim, the holidays, etc. is um, with such simcha and with an expanded heart, with a good heart, is um, allows a person to be saved from pride. See what Rabbanu says. Because Rabbanu upon him be peace. Because of the fact that he merited the 49 gates of Bina, of understanding, as the brother of Shara Mamre Rashbi, He merited to be the most humble man from all of men. He merited to be the most humble man on the face of the earth. Why? Because he merited the 49 gates of understanding. And Yom Tov, the holidays, are the intellect of Ima, the mother. What's the mother? She Bina, which is Bina, as we know. As we know. Paragimen over there, it's brought down this idea. But uh, Ima, the mother, represents Bina. Bina being the 49 gates. So Yom Tov represents the intellect of Ima. The intellect of Bina. Therefore, when a person receives the Yom Tov or goes, accepts the Yom Tov, she Bina, which is Bina, this understanding. He merits Anava. Because the brother on the Kavanot of the Arizal, that the word Yom Tov, which has the numerical value, of um, 63 for Yud Vav Mem Mem is 40 Vav is 6 Yud is 10 that's 56 and then you have 9 of Tet um, that's 63, uh, 50, 65 the Vav which is 6 65 plus 6 is 71 and then you have the Bet which is 2 73 which is the same numerical value as Sag the, ex- the numerical expansion of the name Yud Ke Vav Ke if you fill it with the Yud and the Aleph. So what does that mean? When you spell out Yud Ke Vav Ke, if you expand each letter of Yud Ke Vav Ke, of the Yud, the He, the Vav, and the He, if you spell each letter out fully, you can expand it out in many different ways. But the way to expound it, expand it, which represents in the, the, the expansion, which represents the world of Beriah, or the, the, the Sfirah of Bina, the aspect of Ima, if you want to expand Yud Ke Vav Ke in a representation, a manifestation, of Bina, you spell it out in a 63 um, numerical value form. How? Yud Vav Dalet, which is uh, 20. Hey Yud, 
which is 15, so that's 35. Vav Alev Vav, 35. And then you have Vav Alev Vav, which is uh, 13. So you have uh, 48. And then you have um, Yud K Vav. And then you have Hey, Hey Yud, 48 plus 15 again is 63. Plus the 10 letters of all those expanded letters. So you have Yud, Vav, Dalet, Hey, Yud. Vav, Aleph, Vav, and then you have Hey, Yud. If you add all those letters plus the 63, you get 73. The same numerical value as Yom Tov. So Rabban was telling you, if you want to expand Yud, Ke, Vav, Ke, in the, the Sag expansion, the 63 expansion, plus the 10 letters, you get the numerical value of Yom Tov. So we see, Shehu Hefer Gazruach, as Rabban explains in the most awesome manner, and brought down in the Tikkun that Sag is the opposite of Gas. What is Gas? Gas means haughty. Gazruach, a haughty spirit. So we see that the Sag the numerical value of Yudke Vavke in the f- expansion of Sag, the 63 um, uh, numerical value expansion of Yudke Vavke, numerical value of Yom Tov, and Sag is obviously opposite the word of Gas. So we see that Sag is actually a rectification for haughtiness. Ki Yom Tov Mevatera Gadut for the holiday nullifies pride. The day of the festival nullifies pride. Ki Teba Katun Gadut. Because it's actually the nature of lowliness, something which is humble, to nullify itself before something great. This is why when a person attaches himself to the tzaddik, or gets close to the tzaddik, his pride becomes nullified. Because by the mere great light, the mere fact of the great light of this tzaddik, one's pride is completely nullified. And this is the aspect of what it says in Ayov. The youth saw me, the young one saw me, and hid. They saw me and they hid. Meaning, when you see the face of the tzaddik, what happened? The little one begin to hide. Because lowliness nullifies itself before greatness, as is, as is natural. Someone who's lower than someone else will make himself small whenever he meets someone great. And what did this have to do with Yom Tov and Yom Tov nullifying pride? Now Rabbanu is going to explain the connection between the tzaddik and the holiness of Yom Tov. Because Rabbanu teaches us that the essential strength and the holiness of Yom Tov is dependent upon the tzaddikim. These are the festivals of God that you shall proclaim them at their appointed times. Don't read you shall um, proclaim otam them. Don't read it them. Ela atem, rather you. you. You shall proclaim them. Meaning what? We see that what? That the tzadikim, that the yamim tovim are dependent upon the tzadikim. Meaning upon you who proclaim them, the tzadikim who proclaim the yom tov. Therefore, when a person receives and honors the, the days of the festivals and receives their great light of, the, of these holidays, which is the aspect of the tzaddik, we see that a person is able to nullify his pride. Why? For loneliness always nullifies itself before greatness. And therefore, this is why a person must greet the face of his teacher on the days of the festival. For the essential strength of that holy day is dependent upon the tzaddikim, as we just saw. This beautifully answers what is asked in the Gemara. 
a question they have in the Gemara and Sukkah, Al Rabbi El Azar Shamar, upon Rabbi El Azar who once said, Meshabeh Hani et Atanim Barigel, I praise the lazy people on the, on the festival, Shenemar, that it says, Meshamachta Bechagecha, you shall be happy on the days of your festival. So Rabbi Lazar is saying, I'm, I praise the one who's lazy on the festival, who stays home, who does his thing. And Rabbi Yochanan says, but a person is obligated to visit the face of his Rebbe, the face of his teacher on the festival. Why are you going? Look at the Gemara over there for a full explanation. Because even though a person is distant, let's say a hundred parsaot, a hundred miles from his teacher on the day of the Yom Tov, and he can't come and go in one day. Even so, a person is ob- obligated to greet the face of his teacher on the day of the festival. What does it mean to see the face, to greet the face of his teacher? To discern, to recognize the face of his teacher on the festival. Meaning what? To honor the festival itself and to receive the, the great light of this festival. Which is the aspect of the face of his teacher. Because we just said that the holiness of Yom Tov is dependent upon the tzaddikim. So when you receive the Yom Tov with Simcha, it's as if you're receiving the tzaddik with Simcha. Or greeting the tzaddik with Simcha. For the essential holiness of the Yom Tov is dependent upon the tzaddikim, as we saw above. And when you're greeting the Yom Tov, it's as if you're greeting the face of your teacher, literally. And this is how you nullify pride, because the nature of lowliness is to nullify itself before something great, as we saw above. And this is an explanation of the verse. What it says in the verse in Tehidim, when I seize the appointed time, when I take the appointed time, meaning what does it mean? And I take the appointed time, meaning when you accept the Yamim Tovim, when you greet the Yamim Tovim, the holidays, I will judge with, uh, with straightness. I will judge straightforwardly. Meaning I will merit which is this aspect of humility. Which is an aspect of judging with straightforwardness. As it in the Gemara Why did it say so the Gemara asks a question. Why does it say in the verse, um, um, elem tzedek, etc.? Can it be that you're mute? What should a person do if he's mute? Can he do anything about it? So Yachol Torah. Might I presume this applies to the words of Torah, meaning when it's saying in the verse, Haumnam elem tzedek. Can it be that you're mute, etc.? It says in the verse over there. What is the, the verse trying to teach us? That what? This applies to the words of Torah? Maybe. Talmud Romar. So what does the Gemara come teach us? Tzedek tedaberun. Speak with justice. Yachol afilu imegiz dato. Might I presume even if he grows haughty? Talmud Romar. The Gemara comes and answers. Mesharim tishpetu. You shall judge people with equity. Mesharim tishpetu ben adam. Judge people with equity. So we see Mesharim Tishpetu Ben Adam. Rabban was coming to bring this Gemara. Look over there in Chulin for the full explanation and the back and forth of what this Shakla Vitalia is doing. But Rabban was coming to teach us this, especially the final words. Mesharim Tishpetu Ben Adam. 
if a person grows haughty, this idea of misharim tishpetu benanam, you should judge people with equity. Meaning what? If a person wants to marry humility, he shall attain misharim mishpot, judging with equity, with, with straightforwardness. And it says over there in the Gemara that um, the Gemara is coming to tell us that judging people with equity actually subdues this concept of gava. And this is why it says in the verse, When I see the festival, I'll judge with equity. Meaning through accepting and greeting the festival, you merit humility. Which is, which we just explained, is this judgment with um, equity. And this is also um, connected to the subject we brought above with regard to the verse, the land that eats its inhabitants. As we saw in Lesson 129, for lowliness, always nullify the self before greatness, as we see that a person is eaten and transformed into the essence and the, into the, the being of the tzaddik. When a person attaches himself to the tzaddik or goes into the land of Eretz Yisrael and nullifies himself, he's able to be eaten by the land or eaten by Emunar, eaten by the tzaddik. We also heard with regard to this subject, Rabbi Nathan saying, if a person is attached to the tzaddik, a person is able to feel the holiness of Yom Tov. Because the tzaddik is the essential holiness of the Yom Tov. The sign for this, if a person is attached to the tzaddik, what's the sign to know if you're attached to the tzaddik or not? Is if a person has lowliness, if he feels lowly. Because the nature of lowliness is to nullify itself before greatness. So if you're lowly, then it means you're attaching yourself to the tzaddik because by the mere fact that you're attaching yourself to something great, you feel low. Underline this market, put an asterisk by it because this is something Rabban was telling us a chidush of what it really means to attach yourself to the tzaddik and what true attachment means. What does it mean to attach yourself to something? The essential binding of something to one another is ahava, is love. You want to know the true attachment to the tzaddik? Rabbanu is telling you, you have to love the tzaddik with complete love. His soul was bound with, with soul. One soul was bound with another soul. He loved him as his own soul. We see that keshura, this aspect of tying one soul to the next, is dependent upon one. Chavivale is whenever you hold that thing precious, you love that thing. Rabban was telling you, you want to attach yourself to tzaddik, you have to love the tzaddik. It says that the soul of Yonatan was attached to the soul of David. Meaning they loved each other. Rabbanu teaches us that the love a person has for the tzaddik has to be greater than the love that he has for a woman or his wife. Your love was wonderful to me more than the love of women. And then once a person loves the tzaddik with so much love that there's no there's no love that love that is love like this. Then through the, this attachment to the tzaddik, he's able to accept the holiness of the Yom Tov. As we see above, for the essence of Yom Tov is dependent upon the tzaddikin. So Rabbanu is going to go further into the aspect of the Kabbalah here. 
the essential aspect of Yom Tov, what do we do on Yom Tov is to elevate the aspect of kingship, of holy kingship from among the from among the evil forces, meaning to raise the Malchut, the Shechina, from the, among the evil forces. Nullify the kingship of the evil four, king, of the, um, the four kingships of the evil side. To nullify these four evil kingships. For the Malchut is called the letter Dalet. Or is called Dalet. By this letter Dalet. Why? For Dalet, the plan of the word begin delet la la miga maklum. Dalet, the plan of the word delet, meaning that it possesses nothing. We know that Malchut doesn't have any light of its own, it only receives. So Malchut is compared to the Dalet, but the evil Malchut is compared to the, the, the four kingships, the four Malchuyot, the four uh, kingships of the evil side. We see there's four Galuyot also, four exiles representing these four evil kingships. For there's no king without a nation. And it's found that literally the Malchut possesses nothing of its own. So Rabbi can explain how this holy Malchut um, and this connection between the evil Malchut, etc. And this holy kingship, which is the aspect of the letter Dalet, for it has Delet, for it has nothing of its own. It has fallen, and what has become of this, what has become of this holy malchut, has become four evil kingships of the evil side. Meaning that the four evil kingships absorb this holy malchut. The four evil kingships representing the evil malchut, the malchut of the evil side. So what we must do on Yom Tov? You need to elevate the holy malchut from the four kingships of the evil side. And this is why it says in the verse. And it was at the return of the year, at the time when kings go out. Perush, what's the explanation? Yom Tov nikrat shuvat hashana. Yom Tov is called the returning of the year. For all of the festivals, the days of the holidays are days of judgment. It says that at four junctures, the world is judgment. Uh, the world is judged, sorry. Pesach, and then bring all the holidays there, etc. And a person needs to return in repentance on those days, of, of the holidays. And when a person does this, when he does Teshuvah, he's able to bring that Malchut, the holy Malchut, and bring it out from among the evil forces to subdue the rule of the evil forces. Great is returning to God for it brings the redemption. Meaning that what? That when a person does tshuva, he's saved from this evil kingship. And he brings up and elevates the holy manchut. And this is why it's in the verse. It was at the return of the year, or at the return of the year, at the time when kings go out. What's the connection? What's this idea? What does it mean that the kings go out? Meaning the malchut, the kingship goes out. The holy kingship is able to emerge out of the evil forces. For the holy kingship represents the letter Dalet. We're able to bring out the holy kingship, which is the Dalet, for it has nothing of its own. We're able to bring it out from among the evil forces, the husks, and we're able to subdue the Dalit of the evil side, which is the four evil kingships. 
בעיקר לייצר כוח מאחרות עמלק. And the essential thing to do is to subdue, or the only way to subdue this evil side, or and to bring out the holy malchut, is to nullify the strength of the kinship of Amalek, to nullify Amalek's power. For Amalek encompasses all the four kingships that we mentioned above, the evil kingships. The first of nations is Amalek, meaning of all the the other kingships, the head of everything is Amalek. This is the main klipa, the main evil force that we have to subdue. And this is why, when Shmuel Hanavi killed Agag, the king of Amalek, Nehemar says over there, Shmuel cut down Agag. What does Rashi say over there? That how did Shmuel cut Agag? Why cut him into four? Because this is a secret, Rabbi was telling us. That he's cutting the four evil malchuyot. Why? For Amalek represents the head of these four evil malchuyot. So when you cut off Amalek, you cut the rest. And he cut him into four to, to show us that he cut off all the four evil kingships. So that they should have no rulership or power over the holy kingship. Which represents the letter Dalet. For Shmuel raised the holy malchut from among the klipa of Amalek. And this is done all on Yom Tov, on the holidays. And this is why I said in the word by Yishasef, that Shmuel cut down, he cut up Agag. By Yishasef. So you take the first two letters by Yishasef, Vav and Yud. The first two letters, Vav and Yud. This indicates action. And he, he's about to do something. And the root of the word is the letters Shin Samech Peh. So let's see what this has to do. Vav Yen Yud is representing action. And then you have the Shin Samech Peh. Shin Samech Peh is an acronym for the three holidays. Which start with those three letters. Shavuot, start with letter Shin. Sukot, the Samech, and then Peh is Pesach. The three main festivals. The three Regalim. For, this, for these are the three festivals. Because at that time, this is whenever the Holy Malchut emerges. Look at the Chidush Chabarot telling us. For the, days of, uh, the holidays are days of judgment. Why? For the days of the holidays represent fear. Which is kingship. How do we know fear is kingship? If not for the fear of the government, of Malchut, of kingship. Meaning Malchut has fear innate within it. So we see that Yamim Tovim represents Din, which is fear. Same side. It's the same root. And fear is this aspect of kingship as we see here. That, the, that Malchut has fear innate within its nature. This is why it says with regard to Amalek that they cut off from you, what Amalek cut off from Am Yisrael, all those who were lagging to the rear, all those who were lagging behind, straggling behind, and did not fear God. All those who did not fear God. Meaning what? For the essence, the essential strength of Amalek comes when what? When we do not elevate the Holy Malchut. And how do we not elevate Holy Malchut? When we don't have fear. 
Because what is Malchut? It's fear. So we have to elevate that fear back to its place. But when we don't have fear, it's, represent, it's representative of the fact. It represents the fact that the Malchut is still in Galut. So this is why we lack fear. So what does it mean that Amalek cut off all those who were lagging to the rear, those who did not fear God? Because Malchut wasn't elevated. Which means fear wasn't elevated. We did not have Yigat, yigat Hashem. And because we did not have Yigat Hashem, this is why Amalek had the power over us. So what is Rabbeinu telling us? Accept the Yamim Tovim with great simcha. For the Yamim Tovim represent Deen, which means you're able to elevate that Yigat Elohim. Shemukhinat Malchut Kana, which represents kingship. And this is why, with regard to every Yom Tov, every one of these holidays, there's four mitzvot bepesach, abakasot. With regard to uh, Passover, there's the four cups of wine we drink besukot. On sukot abam yinim, you have the four types of um, species: the etrog, the hadas, the love, the arava, etc. And on Shavuot, limuda Torah sheu be'abakinot. And on Shavuot, what's the main thing? We have to study Torah, which is an aspect of four. Why? For the Torah is an aspect of four. It's divided into four. How do we know this? As about down in Eyov. Look in Bereshit Rabbah in the Midrash. Azra'a. Then he saw. And he told of it. So you have Ra'a. You have two aspects. Seeing and telling. Hechina. And also preparing it. And also researching it. So you have Ra'a. To tell it, uh, sorry, to see it, sapra, to tell it, hechina, to prepare it, vegam chakara, and you have the last one, chakara, which is to research it, these four things. And this Torah, which is done in those four aspects, we see here that all these three festivals have four mitzvot with regard to it, corresponding to the, malchut, the holy malchut, which is represented in, represents the letter dalet, which has a numerical value of four which on Yom Tov is able to emerge out of the evil forces, as we said above. And these Torah scholars represent Malchut. Who are the kings? Rabbanan, these are the rabbis. What does it mean to be a king? That a rabbi is connected to a king? For the Rabbanim, the Tamidei Chachamim are able to elevate the kingship. This is why the essential holiness of the holidays is done and created through them, through the Chachamim, through the Tzadikim. And Rabbeinu ties a full circle. When a person greets the holiness of Yom Tov, then this person has humility and loneliness, as we said above. And this is why it says, The end result, the heel of humility, the end result of humility is what? Fear of God. Meaning what? For fear represents kingship. So when you ex- when you accept Yom Tov in which it enables you to attain humility, once you attain humility, you're able to raise the what? The Malchut, which is king, which is Yirat Hashem. So the end result of humility, which is the first thing, which is when a person who greets the Yom Tov, is he's able to elevate the Malchut, which is Yirat Hashem. A person is able to attain fear of God. As we saw above, Avraham Avinu and we see Avraham Avinu also troubled, troubled himself over this idea. He toiled over this. And he chased after the four kings to elevate from them the kingship. This is the, the significance of the war between the four and the five kings. As we saw in last week, Parasha, this idea that Mar- 
that Abraham chased these four kings to elevate the 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 four evil machuyot. Sorry, to, to elevate the holy machuyot from among the control of the four evil kingships. And after he did this, um, he had children by Yitzchak and Yishmael. He had two children, Yitzchak and Yishmael, Yaakov and Esav. And then we have Yaakov and Esav. Then from Abraham, you have Yitzchak and Yishmael. And then from Yitzchak, you have Yaakov and Esav. These four, corresponding to the four children, um, with regard to um, Pesach, Echad Chacham, etc., one is the wise man, one is the simple, one is the one who did not know how to ask, and one is the wicked one. The four children correspond to these four children. Yitzchak, Ishmael, Yaakov, and Esav. Now From Ot Shamanu, which we saw, um, right after we explained the verse, from until right now, all of this is very well explained and hinted to in lesson 30 of the Kutum Oran over there. Um, look over there to see the connections. Rabbeinu teaches us also through this, reading Yom Tov with Simcha, etc. Subduing the form of evil machuyot, one is able to open up the womb of one who has difficulty having a child. Just as there are hinges and doors to a house, there are hinges and doors to a woman. So what does the, the, the Holy Ari bring down from this Gmaran Bechorot? That this connection of a door to a woman. If you take two doors, Delatot, Delatot means doors, Dalet, or Dalet means door. If you take two doors, Daltin, you have two Dalets. For Dalet, the door has the same letter as the same letters as the word Dalet, which represents the letter Dalet. So if you take two doors, or two letter Dalet, um, and you take the form of these two letter Dalets, if you mix them around, you can create a Mem Sofit, um, a Mem Sofit, which is just a, a box at four corners. A sealed mem, and in that mem is where the fetus is formed, meaning the womb of a woman is shaped in this aspect of a mem to seal in the, the fetus. Ayen Sham, look over there. So now we understand what Rabban was telling us. But now Rabban was telling us that what? goes further. To explain to what, what how, to, how it is hinted in the words of the Ari, this idea. You need to cut the mem, the two dalets, back into separate pieces in order for the woman to give a birth to a fetus, meaning so that she can have, um, um, so that her womb should open up so she doesn't have difficulty in childbirth. So what do you do with the mem? The reason why she's having difficulty in childbirth is because the womb is sealed. But to unseal the womb, which is in the shape of the letter mem, sorry, um, you have to Cut the mem into two, which is the two dalits initially. And this is how you um, open up. Um, this is how you give um, um, the woman the ability to, to give birth. This is explained in the verse, in the, in the word by Shasef, when it says about Shmuel that he cut off Agag, he cut down Agag. Meaning that he cut the mem, which is four corners, into two dalits. 
Or this subject with regard to difficulty having birth will be explained in another place. May we have the merit to apply the words of Rabenu here, attach yourself to the Holy Tzadikim, to cut the evil machuyot and truly delve deep into the words because these words are awesome and very, very deep. Um, person is more familiar with the words of the Ari Akadosh can really understand what Rabenu is telling us here. Because it's a chidush legamwe, it's a complete chidush. Uh, that's, that's it for today. It's